The homilies for sermons contained in these podcasts were delivered by Deacon Joe Dietz, a permanent deacon serving at Christ the King Catholic Church in South Bend, Indiana, a parish of the Diocese of Fort Wayne, South Bend. Each homily is preceded by a reading of the Gospel of the Day. While these homilies are the same in content as those preached, they have been recreated to improve the sound quality of the podcast. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, yet the word you hear is not mine, but that of the Father who sent me. I have told you this while I am with you. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me tell you, I'm going away and I will come back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. It just so happened that I preached on this same gospel passage earlier this week, and in that homily I raised the question, what is the difference between the peace the world gives and the peace Jesus was giving? There must be a difference or else he wouldn't have made the point. At that time, I referred to the reading from Acts on that day, which described Paul and Barnabas in the town of Lystra, quickly going from being thought gods after they'd healed a well-known cripple, to in the next instant, Paul's being stoned and left for dead, when some anti-Jesus folks turned the crowds against them. Yet Paul, undeterred, got up and continued with his preaching and mission of conversion. I use that example to explain how the peace of the world, as in the short-lived approval of the crowd, is fleeting, while the peace of Christ, as demonstrated by Paul's steadfast, undeterred efforts, remains. However, since most of us are not performing miraculous healings and being declared gods, that example may not be relevant to our experience. However, in today's first reading, I think we are given an example with which we can all identify. And don't worry, I'm not going to talk about circumcision. But the idea that there might be disagreements in the church or in the larger community that disturb our peace, that some people might, in all sincerity, hold a different view on one issue or another, and that those differing views could lead to much debate and even, dare I say, division. And while the difference of opinion in itself is not necessarily a peace killer, the division, the separation, the anger, acrimony, judgment, and criticism that seems to spring so quickly from those differences these days, those things that trouble our hearts, are certainly an indication of the temporary nature of the world's peace as compared to the enduring peace of Christ. The peace of the world is fleeting. It comes and goes from one minute to the next. But the peace that Jesus gives one that is not temporary and based on worldly approvals or conditions. 
peace of Jesus is an internal peace based on confident faith in the creator of the world, the master of the universe. The peace that comes from the Father's love and the indwelling of Jesus and the Father in those who love them and keep their word. The peace that comes to us when we realize that Jesus is in the Father, we are in Jesus, and he is in us. Peace I leave you. My peace I give you. These are also the words the priest uses to introduce the exchange of peace during the communion rite at Mass. He then follows that prayer with the words, The peace of the Lord be with you always. Not the world's peace be with you, but the peace of the Lord. To receive the true peace of the Lord as he gives it. A peace as enduring, comforting, consoling, and sustaining as the love of God himself. But how do we obtain that peace of Christ? How do we receive the peace that Jesus gives that is not like the peace the world gives, temporary and fleeting? You know, one of my favorite types of words in the English language is the homonym. If you remember from English class, a homonym is a word that sounds exactly like another word but has a different meaning. The reason I mention the word homonym is because the answer to this question, oddly enough, lies in a homonym for the word peace. For God, in his wonderfully complex, mysterious, yet amazingly simple plan, gave us an incredible means to obtain and retain the peace of Christ. And it is, in fact, a piece of Christ. A piece of his body, a portion of his blood. The most holy Eucharist, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus himself. His peace that he gives includes a piece of himself. For the Holy Eucharist, the communion that we receive at this very Mass is a piece of the actual body of Christ. This is a given, undeniable, not open for debate, basic truth of our Catholic faith. Even though recent polls suggest that a significant number of so-called Catholics don't believe it. And I will be the first to admit I understand why for some it is easier not to believe it. Because believing in the real presence requires an adjustment in attitude, an adjustment in practice. I mean, if the Savior of the world, God Almighty, the absolute undisputed power of the universe, as well as our loving and merciful Lord and Savior, is here, present, on the altar and in the tabernacle, then obviously we would be foolish if we were not here with him as much as practically possible. And if the answer to all our problems has made himself available to us so that we can actually receive him into our bodies, then we would want to do everything we could to receive him worthily, such as avoiding serious sin, attending frequent confession, increased prayer time, and more. It is way easier for us to let that issue of belief in the true presence slide into the undetermined category in our faith. I'm not saying it is, and I'm not saying it isn't. I'm not sure. The vote is still out. It, eh, that's, that's to be determined. But that is not what the Holy Spirit taught the Church, and not what the Spirit reminds us now that Jesus told us. My flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. 
Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. And if we believe it, would we not want to shout it from the mountaintops, proclaim it loud and clear to everyone near and far, so that they too could come to know it and be transformed by it? A peace of the Lord, a peace of Jesus himself. Underappreciated for the sake of the mystery, how can this be? But it is. Perhaps part of the challenge is the availability seems too good to be true. I mean, if the Christian world believed we had only one piece of Christ's body, preserved in one isolated location in the world, people would rush to travel from all over to visit it. But because in his gracious love he made himself so available, the challenge is not in getting to it, but in the acceptance of and appreciation for this incredible gift. For I am firmly convinced that we could all travel to Lourdes, and if we, upon our arrival, could through a miraculous moment hear the Blessed Mother audibly speak aloud to us, one of the first things she would say would be, Appreciate my Son Jesus' true presence in the Eucharist. To travel around the world in search of Jesus only requires money and time. The acceptance and acknowledgement of the true presence requires a deepening of our faith. And maybe just this once, to travel an hour away. To make a statement to the world, the diocese, the community, that this is our God. This is the Savior of the world. I believe it, I own it, and I don't care who knows it. And we can help you make that happen this coming June 19th. We have directions, we have a schedule, we have t-shirts, and we have a bus. And we have a table in the lobby to sign you up. May we all get the peace of Christ through a peace of Christ and tell the world. For questions or comments on this podcast, email deaconjoe2017 at gmail.com.